Welcome to the Wow Community Jokes. Hey there, my name is Eliza and I am so excited to be with you guys today at the well. I just want to thank uh, your pastor, uh, Kevin, for inviting me here today. I'm really excited. I've been praying a lot about what to talk to you guys about today and I'm really excited to be able to share with you what God has put on my heart. So let's just jump right in. If you have a Bible, you can open up to Exodus 3 with me. And some of you might be a bit familiar with the text that we're going to be looking at today in Exodus 3. But for anybody who needs a little bit of context, there's this guy named Moses. And Moses lived a crazy, crazy life. He was born into a really tumultuous time in history where uh, he was born in Egypt, but he was an Israelite. And Pharaoh, the king of Egypt at that time, was very worried that the Israelites were going to overtake him. So he put this horrible law into effect um, to kill all of the Israelite baby boys. But Moses was saved. God had something really special um, in store for Moses. And Moses grew up in Egypt. He actually was adopted into Pharaoh's uh, household. So he was um, a man of quite a lot of prestige, but he ended up running away. And he just had a crazy, crazy, crazy life story. And that was just the beginning. So where we're going to jump into is um, Moses, he is, at this point, has run away and he is tending the flock. He is a shepherd for his father-in-law. So Exodus 3 verse 1 says, One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him in the middle of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And when Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Uh, the story continues and God actually calls Moses to do something incredible. He wants him to go back to Egypt and to bring his people out of oppression and into freedom. Uh, Moses and God have quite the exchange. Moses is very scared, um, but thank goodness that God still uses us when we are afraid. Um, but I want to hone in here for a moment on Exodus 3. God is talking to Moses from a burning bush. One of my favorite authors and speakers is a woman named Jackie Hill Perry, and I heard her talk about uh, God speaking to Moses through this bush once, and she talked about fire needing energy in order to burn. So you guys, I know that you had done your Advent series a couple of weeks ago, and so your Advent candles needed the wax in order to burn. You couldn't just light a fire. The fire needed the wax in order to burn a couple of weeks ago or I guess months ago now, time really blurs together in quarantine. <laughs> um, I was making dinner and, and I recently, sadly, had to go gluten-free 
um, it was a low point for me in 2020, but my stomach is very thankful. And so one night I was cooking a gluten-free pizza. I have absolutely no idea what is in it. And so I was cooking it and I was getting ready to pull it out of the oven. The oven was really hot and I went to pull the pizza out of the oven my hand slipped and I lost my pizza to the bottom of the oven and I kid you not it burst into flames I was like oh my gosh <laughs> very nerve-wracking experience for me thankfully I was able to get the flames out but but my oven needed my pizza on the ground of the oven in order to have flames it, it, it didn't just burst into flames on its own it needed energy in order to create a fire so fire can't just create fire on its own it needs something to burn like wood or your candle wax or my gluten-free pizza but the burning bush in this story it was on fire but it wasn't burning um, God didn't actually need the bush in order to have flames. God in his holiness, in his complete otherness, which is what the word holy means, to be set apart and otherness, God only needed himself. He himself could be the energy to be a consuming fire, while every other kind of fire needs something to burn. God was enough uh, for this fire to burn on its own. God needed nothing else. So in this little snapshot, we get a sense of God's holiness and that he is not like anything or anybody. God is a holy God. And you know, for me, the idea of holiness can be a bit scary. Um, sometimes I'm tempted to, 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 to think of holy God as part of the Old Testament, but then Jesus comes on the scene in the New Testament and he's like kind of chill, <laughs> really cool, heals a lot of people, and I push holy God off to one side and hone in on Jesus but when I do that I fracture them in half and I miss out on so much of the character of God and who God truly and holy is fully is God's holiness is so important because in each of us when he created us he actually gave us a desire for worship there is an innate desire within us to worship. Every single person in the world was created for worship. The problem is, is that a lot of the time we actually are worshiping the wrong thing. And most of the time we don't even realize it. Take the Israelites. So Moses was in charge of bringing the Israelites out of the oppression of Egypt and into a place of freedom. God had set apart an incredible promised land for his people. It took a little while to get there. <laughs> and I just want to get into another part of this story. Uh, 29 chapters later, after God appeared to Moses in the burning bush, um, Moses is now, the Israelites have been freed from their captivity, freed from slavery. It's an incredible, incredible story. Um, and at this point in Exodus 32, Moses is talking to God up on a mountain. He and God tend to, mountains are where they tend to meet. <laughs> and he is talking to God up on a mountain and he's been gone for a little while. And so in Exodus 32, it says this, when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down for the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, come. And Aaron is Moses' brother. They said, come. Make us gods, lowercase g, who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, well, we don't know what has happened to him. And Aaron answered them, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off all their earrings and brought them to Aaron. He took what they handed him and made it into an idol, cast into the shape of a calf, fashioning it with a tool. And then they said, These are your gods, again, lowercase g, Israel, who brought you up and out of Egypt. 
The Israelites had seen God moving in incredible ways. Like God took a sea and parted it and let them walk on dry ground on the bottom of the sea. He rained bread down from heaven so that they would have enough food to eat. Later on in the book of Deuteronomy, it talks about how their clothes, they had to walk around for 40 years and their clothes and their shoes, it didn't wear out. God was always providing for them. But as soon as they felt like God was taking too long, they took their worship and they moved it to something else. And these days I'm tempted to read this story and think, these dumb Israelites, they saw God move in so many ways and they still chose to turn their worship and their affection to a golden cow. For books and books and books of the Old Testament, this is a pattern. God is completely holy. He is comple completely unlike you are me, and he has given humanity a desire for worship. But instead, we see over and over and over in the Old Testament, these words, the Israelites began to worship other gods. It wasn't that people stopped worshiping. It was that they stopped worshiping the one true God. There's a very last line in the book of Judges. This is a couple books after Exodus where we've been camping out today. And this line is chilling. I read it the other day and was stopped cold in my tracks. Judges 21 verse 25 says this, In those days Israel had no king. All the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. I recently read that and thought, oh, this sounds familiar. <laughs> I, the, the world, the 21st century, the Western world that we're in, all the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. That kind of feels a little familiar. You know, maybe we don't worship a golden cow like the Israelites did, but our world has idols and we're clinging to our idols. We cling to politics. We cling to the 24-hour news cycle. I work in the news and I'm still dumbfounded that we need 24 hours of news. We cling to social justice, to the idea that we can make the world a better place. We cling to our iPhones, to scrolling on Instagram, to knowledge, to knowing the most information, to being the most informed. Pretty much every time I go on Facebook and I see people arguing, it's always about who is the most right. We cling to making money, we cling to being busy, to working the most amount of hours. We cling to the COVID-19 vaccine. And I tell you, I have been praying that this vaccine is effective, that there are minimal side effects, that COVID-19 will be behind us. Finally, I pray for that. The problem with clinging to our idols is that somewhere along the way, we start to believe that these things are going to save us. And none of these things are wrong or bad. Politics and social justice and Instagram, they can all be amazing. They're all really important. But none of them, none of them can save us. If anything, 2020 taught me, and I'm sure it taught you this as well, that everything in our world is shakable. We can lose everything. Our jobs, our money, even our lives. But 2020 also taught me that God is the only entity in our world who is unshakable. He remains steady forever. Whatever idol you are carrying into this year, I urge you to put it down. 
and to turn your worship and your affection to our holy, true God instead. Jesus said that there are two most important things to do, and those are to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus didn't say to love the Lord your God with a little bit <laughs> and then put your hope and faith into politics and social justice or finding pleasure. He said to love the Lord your God with everything, with all of you. Our world tends to think, or at least our Western world, tends to think that doing whatever we want equals a life of freedom. I think about the events that took place on Capitol Hill. Um, as I watched the news unfold in front of my eyes, I kept thinking of that line in Judges, the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes. Our world tends to think that it's about living the good life and finding our own freedom. But if you keep reading after that line in Judges, this idea of living their own, their, their own life, living their good life, it didn't actually end well for them. There are horrible things that happen. Their idea of living the good life was actually just a lie. It's not freedom. It's a form of slavery. Politics or pleasure or Instagram, it doesn't have your best interests at heart. Most of the time, it's just built on advertising and selling you something. There is only one person who cares about your very soul. And there will always be a battle for your soul, make no mistake. Your idols will always taunt you and tempt you to trade in God for them instead. But God is the only one who offers you life and life to the full. God's freedom, his idea of freedom, what Jesus teaches about freedom, <laughs> can feel really upside down through our 21st century lens. His way is slower. At some points might feel harder might seem to take longer, but it is the good life. The way toward a life and a life to the full is to first put down your idols. Repent of the things that you have put your hope in and to abide in Jesus. Abiding in Jesus is like, is like tangling yourself so much in him like a vine is tangled and tethered to the place where it grows. Putting down your idols and deciding instead to fully love Jesus will slowly, slowly, slowly bring you a life of radical joy, even when it doesn't make sense to have joy. A life of love for God and for your neighbor. Not a feeling of love, but a love where you will the good of another over yourself. It will bring you a deep, unshakable hope in Jesus, who has already saved you and who will save you again in the resurrection. And it will bring you a life of peace. Friend, we were all designed to worship something. It is an innate desire within us. You will worship something, but it is up to you to choose who or what you will worship. This year, choose to turn your affection 
and your attention to the Holy God who loves you so much that he chose to save you and choose to enter the lifelong journey that Jesus has for you, a life that you can step into right now, a life to the full. Eliza, thanks again for sharing what God put on your heart with us. I pray that you have been encouraged this evening. I pray that wherever this message finds you, whether you're at home or in the car, in bed, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, I pray that you feel God's presence. And I pray that God will lift your spirits and that he will continue to renew and refresh your mind, your spirit, and your bodies. Friends, know that I miss you deeply. I am praying for you. I love you. And I look forward to the day we can continue to be together in person and look for new ways to continue to do ministry, to make Jesus known so that lives and communities will be transformed. Guys, 2021 is going to be an incredible year. I can feel it. I know it. 2020 has just continued to build up this momentum. And I, I feel like we're ready to just unleash. So... May all glory, honor, and praise be given to Jesus. May the grace and peace of Jesus Christ be with you. Amen.